Jimmy Preston. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm a uh, member of the Austin Facial Hair Club, and I really don't have a real job to even like say what my job is. I, I, I do a lot of freelancing, a lot of camera, video, but currently I work at a furniture shop refinishing furniture, which is weird. How, how does a guy who goes back to school as a 40-year-old man, end up at a furniture repair shop. That's scary. But that's not that's not the scariest thing in my life. I, uh, I did just recently graduate from Texas State University. Um, two years ago, it seems. Uh, the funny thing is I've only put in one job application since I've graduated, so... Maybe that's why I'm at a furniture shop. But the the point is, uh, I started school um, back in 1993. Is that where the like dreamy music will start? 1993, I graduated from high school, and I departed uh, the Northern Virginia area where I was born and raised, and I went to the University of Alabama. That's in Alabama, Tuscaloosa to be exact. And um, as a freshman student, it was it was difficult, you know, finding friends. Uh, actually, not really. I, I moved down there with one of my best friends. So he and I, uh, he and I were roommates, and and um, together we embarked on finding new friends in the dorm. We lived in Patey Hall. And, uh, we, we did, did, uh, find some buddies to hang out with, uh, you know, my boy, Zach, Brad, BJ, BJ Biller, otherwise known as man, dude, Johnny, Chewy. And then there were some girls, uh, I, I promise there was Melinda and Caroline and had a crush on Haley, never told her. But uh, I actively tried to sabotage her relationship for two years with a guy that I called, uh, his name was um, like Thad, but but I called him Chad and just made him so mad. Um, anyway, we became, we became real good friends and we went out on many adventures throughout the... Uh, the uh, central Alabama area around Tuscaloosa. And one of our favorite things to do was take mushrooms and go and sit under this railroad bridge on the Black Warrior River. 
one particular evening, um, we decided to go out there and every, every night there was a train that would come by at midnight. And, um, we knew this because we would go out there sober. Uh, we went out there sober many times and somebody had a clock, you know, like, like flavor, flavor around their neck. This is before pagers, you know, like nobody had pagers or cell phones back then. I don't even think landlines were invented. But we'd go out there on the tracks and um, we'd climb down onto the uh, the pylon and sit under there. And it was very peaceful, you know, um, just the roar of the river. And then we would wait for that midnight train Maybe he was going to Georgia. No one knows. But we would wait for that train, and then we'd climb back up onto the tracks, and then we'd leave. This particular evening, we got some really good mushrooms. And this is the great thing about Alabama. They they grass-feed their, their cows. So we would routinely go out at 4 a.m. and go and harvest some psilocybin. And these were, these were good. These were, they were kicking. And, um, remember eating them in the car as we were climbing up to the, um, to the hill where the train tracks were. And by the time we got out to the pylon, I was already, already starting to feel it. And, um, some was everybody else. I think we had a couple mad dog 2020s with us as well, you know, just to help kick it in. So we went down, we're having a good time, um, just chilling. And then we realized we'd been there for several hours, but no train had come. And that was disturbing because it was pretty automatic, like midnight, every night this train would come and it hadn't come. So then the thought was, well, let's, let's just go. But what if it was late? What if it was still coming? It's about a quarter mile from the pylon to the shore on this train track. No railings, no way to get to the side. If the train comes, you're dead, certain death. And if you jump, I want to say it was 30 miles to the water, but that would be a vast <laughs> exaggeration. Um, I was on mushrooms a lot of the times, but let's, let's just say for, it was a mock, like a, a is that a unit of measurement? A Mach one to the water. So we decided to wait and then we decided to go and then we decided to wait and then we said no let's go somebody had a class early the next morning and we had to go so we climbed up onto the tracks and we started making our way to the shore now underneath you as you're walking there's just a railroad plank and then an empty space 
where you could see your impending death down below. And I'm not scared of heights. But my buddy Zach is terrified. And he was on mushrooms. So we get about halfway between the pylon, which is, you know, like a, a, a safe haven. If, if any trouble came, we, we could just go back to the pylon and get underneath. And halfway between the shore. Well, somebody had the bright idea of um, saying, oh my God, there's a train coming. I can hear it. There wasn't, but I could hear it too. Like, I kept telling myself, this is just your mind playing tricks on you. Just because they put that inference in your in your brain, you're hearing the train. Like, I could, I could almost hear the... The... This sparked a fear in Zach to the point where he couldn't walk. And he's now on his hands and knees. And he's, he's going really slow. And I'm telling him, there's no, there's no train, man. It's totally cool. We're fine. And um, this, is, this is when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm battling two, two worlds. The, uh, the reality of what, what's actually happening and then what's going on in my head that's manufactured by, by uh, the, the psychedelics. And I've also got his energy, his, his energy flowing into me. I'm trying to keep it together. So needless to say, it's taking a very long time for me to get him. He's going one board at a time. He's crawling and he's, 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 you know, going really slow. And then, you know, the whole time I'm like, look, man, there's no train. There's no train. At, at a certain point, I looked up and I noticed that it was just me and him. Everybody had left us and they were now back on the shore. And we're, we're, we're right in the middle, right in the middle of the, uh, the, the spot. The, the, we're in the danger zone and we're going very slow. So I'm talking to him. I'm telling him, hey, man, everything's going to be fine. He was just joking. It was our stupid buddy, Brad, that said that the train was coming. And because uh, he knew knew Zach was scared of heights and, and it did petrify him. So he did a good job. Ha ha. But now um, our friend Sunday, she yells, guys, seriously, no lie. The train is coming. Look behind you. And I turn around and I look and I see the light for the train. Now, there's no way for me to tell because it's coming, coming right at us, like how fast it's going. I can't judge how fast it's going. So I'm screaming back to the shore. I'm like, should we go back to the pylon? And they're like, no, no, come, come to the shore. And I'm like, we're not going to make it. And I'm like, Zach, the train is coming. And he's like, I can't move. And he's just, he's just laying, laying down now. He's not even crawling. I can't get him to move. And 
and he's like, we're going to just have to jump. And I'm like, no, we're not going to jump. I mean, we would seriously, you would die. People died from jumping off the pylon. And that was even like 20 feet. You had to climb down 20 feet under the tracks. So fear uh, hit, hit me hard at that moment. And I was thankfully, you know, if it was just me, I would have just run and I would have been fine. Uh, but I couldn't leave, couldn't leave Zach there because he was, he was legitimately going to just lay there and die. He was, he was given up or he was going to roll over and jump into the river. So this, this train's coming and they're, everybody's screaming at us. They're like, come on, come on. And I'm like, Zach, we've got to go. And he's like, I can't make it. I can't make it. And I'm like, well, what about the pylon? Let's go back to the pylon. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. So that was the only way that I could get them to move at all. So we ended up turning around and going back. We're halfway between the shore and the pylon. We start going back towards, towards the uh, pylon. And um, there's two pylons in the middle of the river. And uh, the train from, from my vantage point is probably, you know, like a hundred, a hundred yards from getting to the bridge, but it's coming, coming right at us. And so I'm, I'm dragging him. I'm in a sense, I've got my hands around his waist and I'm straddling him as he's crawling and I'm, I'm pulling him. And I'm seeing now as, as we're getting, you know, getting going, I've got him turned around. We're going towards the, the pylon. I'm seeing that the, uh, the, the train is now getting closer to the bridge. We don't have much time now. It's not going very fast. It's not like a super, um, supersonic train. It's, it's just a regular old coal train or whatever, but it's coming and there's no, there's no escape. There's like no sides to this, um, this bridge. And, um, so we're rushing, we're rushing. He, he collapses again. He's like, forget it, man. Forget it, man. Just go without me. I'm like, no, dude, no, no. We're going to, we're going to do this. I'm terrified. You know, I, just like throw, throwing my, my fear aside. I know, I know there was a point where he and I both started crying. Like he was like, I love you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're my best friend. And I was like, I love you too, man. You know, I'm not going to leave you here. And, uh, and so, yeah, I've got my, my hands around his waist and I'm just trying to get him to go hand, foot, hand, knees, hands, knees on, on these boards. And, um, we finally get to the, to the, uh, area where we can start climbing down and, about 30 seconds later, the train goes rolling by and, uh, we made it, but I thought we were going to die and it was very scary. And, um, we did the same thing the next weekend, but I, so I'm, what I'm saying is I learn, I don't learn. Okay. Well, that is a terrifying story for me in many ways. I, I hate heights as well. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine being on a train track over a... I mean, what, if you had to guess, how high was the drop? I, I want to say it was more than 
you know, 200 feet. That's insane. Yeah. I would never even go on the train track. We would drop glass bottles uh-huh. and they would break. Yeah. You could hear them break. Well, they'll break six to 10 feet if they're going to break. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, on the water. Yeah. You you had, and, and you were in college. Yeah. So you had standby me adventures, you know, beer drinking age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I. I have been on I like I there's this river I grew up next to and I, I used to fish at it all the time and there's one of these exact spots that you're talking about it the bridge is only I don't know 12 foot above the water and I was terrified walking across it each you time. didn't even walk across that no I did because uh, to get to the good fishing spot I oh, had okay. to um, but it has that gap it's like a four inch gap and it's just enough to see down below it's an and then you know like in your head too it's like if I was to step wrong, my foot might get stuck, run through Are, the yeah. boards, and, you, and then you fall, break your ankle, and then and then you're on the tracks. Go. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering since you were on mushrooms, like I, I I'm looking at this from an outside in a in a comedic perspective, to where all this was happening and the train was still like a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Is it possible? Well, it, it, the funny thing is, and one thing that I that I've probably didn't go into enough is like the debate once once we realized it was past midnight and mm-hmm. the train was late like there's because there's a there's a 12 o'clock and then there's another two o'clock mm-hmm. so it was like well did the tra- 12 just not come or is it late and then we were like well what, what if we, yeah what if we get up there in the two o'clocks early mm-hmm. what if they both come at the same time you know, have you had have you had you guys had a run in with the train before, like to where it was like, oh shit, we're on the tracks, we gotta run. You know, well, yeah, we would wait for the train to come, and then once it went, then, then we you would knew. get up yeah. and we'd go. So, and 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 how many, like, how long was this from from the pylon to the to, to, to the, the shore to the shore? Yeah, yeah, it was easily about a football field. Oh wow, yeah, so a few hundred yards, yeah. Hundred yards. Yeah, and so oh, I I don't know anything about sports. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so your um, so your buddy, are, are you guys still friends? Do you ever? Talk? Oh yeah, yeah. Does he? Do you? Do you? When you guys like go out and drink, do you bring it up? Do you know I saved your life that one time. Uh, you know, no. There, there's, there's many other adventures that probably would come up uh, before that. That one. Yeah. Do you, do, uh, like there's there's these um, these. There's the story of the ghosts in Northport, and you're supposed to. It's a story of these um, Confederate women. Um, they fell in love with these two men, and they went off to go fight in the war. And the the men said, "We'll be back, and if you if you still want us, um, come out every night and shine your lantern, but like flash it, and uh, and then we'll know that you're you you still love us, and we'll." will come back but it turns out that the guys died in the civil war because they were the confederates and they lost and they were killed uh on the battlefield so they never came back but the the story is that these women came out every single night and they would flash their their lantern well what it is is just two light posts at the end of a driveway but you're supposed to drive around in your car and like put on your hazard lights and it looks like two women standing there with well, that was one like Zach lost it, freaked out. Where was he? Were you and all in mushrooms again? Probably that or salvia or 
lots of Mad Dog 2020. That was our our thing. So Zach sounds like the guy who loses it a lot. Yeah, and then he like got sensitive. yeah because he got out of the car and ran. <laughs> And we had to hang out in that neighborhood for like two hours trying, Looking to, for him. trying to find him. He's like, I ain't coming out. I wouldn't run into the haunted neighborhood. I would I would run away from the haunted neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow, that's crazy. Well, um, you know, you could have died. Yeah. You both. And he was ready to die. Yeah, he was ready to jump. That's crazy. And that's why I couldn't leave him because I knew... He would have jumped. Yeah, he's strong-headed enough that he And he's on mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, you know, wow. Uh, Donna, you scared of heights? Yeah, me too, man. Terrified of him. I won't go near him. What do you think? What, you got any questions for Jimmy? No. Okay. She hates you. Yeah, heights, um, impending crushing by a large... Oh, very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just the, the sound of, of the train is terrifying too. When you hear a train now, you probably think of it every single time. Like, Oh, it's going to, you know, I've always thought like, how does a common day person get killed by a train? Mm -hmm. You can hear it from miles away. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's like war. It's like bees. Like how do you get killed by bees? You don't, you hear them. They're very loud. Yeah. You know? Um, but I say that in the little town that I live in, there's train tracks that go straight to the middle of town and there is no, there, all there is a stop sign. So if you got the music up, yeah, you're cruising, you miss that stop sign, train's coming, that's bad timing. And, you know, and everybody's in a rush. Everybody's in a rush. So I've seen people jump, jump, uh, over the tracks as the, uh, gates are coming down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They did. They, they. I almost say, you know, hey, you kind of deserve it. I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily deserve it, but you get, you know, you were asking for it. Yeah. Well, well, I wouldn't say anybody deserves death, but it was a bad death, and you got what you got because well, I wasn't, you couldn't couldn't wait. I wasn't necessarily thinking that they died. I just said, you know, oh, they're dead. Okay. <laughs> In my head. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate you coming on, and telling Thanks, that um, very frightening hallucinogenic train story mm -hmm. this was a good one thanks man yeah that's uh i'm gonna have you on again tell another scary thing that's happening in your life. but that is the that you think that's you you think about that you're like i don't even want to think about this this terrifying yeah it was not only you almost died but one of your best friends yeah because and it wasn't even like i was it, i was scared mm -hmm. but it was that i had no control due to my stupid loyalty to my friends and you were on mushrooms that too yeah yeah all right jimmy well i appreciate you coming on i'll never let i'll never let you die thank on you the train tracks thank you i'm pretty I'll not, i won't be on them right in the first place or on mushrooms anymore so i got i appreciate your help tomorrow yeah i'll be there okay okay
Alternative National. 